love one another, forgive, judge not, fear not. It's all such great advice with beautiful outcomes, but none of those principles is a one-step process. So let's talk specifics, the messy step-by-step. Welcome to, but how though, in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Welcome back to, but how though, in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. This week, we're talking about something that's very dear to my heart. It's contrasting the two different uses of the words come in the New Testament. There's a situation with Peter on the water. We're going to do an entire podcast episode just on this one story, but not today. Today, I just want to talk about Peter's simple request. When he saw Jesus out there walking on the water, he was like, dude, I want to try that. So he calls out to him and he says, Lord, bid me come. It's like the cutest. It's like the cutest question ever (laughs) because he knew he couldn't do it without Jesus. But he also knew that if he asked and Jesus invited him out there, that he could do it. There's something so adorable in that level of childlike faith. But let's contrast that question. Lord, bid me come with a different time that Jesus talked about come. In John 14, later at the Last Supper, Jesus is talking to all his apostles and he's basically telling them he's not going to be with them forever. And he knew that some of the things that they were going to have to go through without him were going to be rough and confusing and painful and exhausting and terrifying. And he was not going to be there to get them through it personally. But he made them some very serious promises. And those promises are extended to anyone because that team, Team Universe, is for all of us. He promised that there would be another comforter that he would send. They call it the Holy Ghost in the New Testament. In John 14, 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give unto you another comforter, different than me, because I'm leaving, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. And here's the big promise. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Now, when we contrast these two statements, Lord, bid me come, and I will come to you, it's really important to note the circumstances under which these questions be asked. When the team promises, we will not leave you comfortless, we will come to you. That is when I ask the very serious question, (laughs) but how though? How are you going to come to me? I cannot see you. Most of the time, I cannot hear you. And sometimes the level of my pain is so overwhelming and so deep that feeling anything but pain seems damn near impossible. So far in my life, I've had a few very wretched experiences where I was in so much pain emotionally, I couldn't see how it would end. I couldn't see how anything, even a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling from Teen Universe could have pierced the deepest, darkest anguish that had settled over my soul. Yes, I really am that dramatic. I will tell you about a few of these experiences and what I have gained from the way that Team Universe came to me. 
See, because in the statement, Lord bid me come, this is Peter being open. This is Peter being excited. This is Peter looking for an experience. This is a Peter full of energy, right? This is a Peter in a frame of mind that's ready to learn and grow. But when Team Universe was making the promise, they knew that there were going to be some situations in which we weren't ready to grow, in which we weren't excited, energetic, or otherwise ready for a big faith experience. There were going to be some experiences where all we were going to be able to do is sit there until someone came to us. There was one night when I was sitting in my room wishing I was asleep. Husband was laying next to me, breathing peacefully and calmly, sleeping away like a contented child in his perfect body that always operated correctly and slept whenever it was supposed to, loudly sometimes. And I was so jealous. Oh, you guys, I was so jealous. Could that body work any better for him? He has super strength. He has peeing standing up. He has falling asleep the second he hits the pillow. He is staying asleep. And I have this heart racing, can't calm the mind tornado in order to even think of a song that could bring me peace. I'm trying everything I can think of, every little old wives tale about calming myself down. And I cannot laying there in this body that I just loathed. And just sitting there in my skin was painful. I just wanted to get the heck out of there. And it was one in the morning and I was thinking, this is crazy. I can't just go walking the streets. I can't just leave this house. And what would I expect to happen? That I would feel better out there than in here? I wanted that to be true, but I knew it wouldn't be true. And yet, all I can hear is the peaceful, rhythmic breathing of the man next to me that I loved but was more jealous of than I even cared to admit. And it got more and more dramatic. As minutes ticked by into an hour and I still wasn't asleep and I was still surrounded by a darkness and a hatred that scared me and I prayed team universe help me sleep team universe I just need to rest team universe I hate this body I just need to stop hating this body because I don't want to get out of this body anymore but I just can't live in this body team universe are you there and I felt team universe there I felt, I felt the answers even. And one very interesting answer came in the form of a suggestion. Now, I am not always a very coachable person. I don't love unsolicited advice. Sometimes I don't even love solicited advice. <laughs> okay. And I received an answer to my prayer from Team Universe that said, Rachel, wake up husband and ask him to pray with you. Ask him to lay his hands on you and pray with you. And I was like, nope, <laughs> not doing it. That's dumb. First of all, why? Second of all, I'm mad at him. <laughs> I am mad at him for sleeping. <laughs> I don't want to wake him up and let him in on this. And also, what am I supposed to say? You know, wake up and pray with me. I mean, this answer makes no sense. I'm on the verge of rejecting it. Please explain to me why I should do this. We're literally conversing. You're literally answering my prayer right now with this conversation. Why do I need him? Why do we got to go through him? Why does he got to pray with me? I'm praying with you. Why do I need him to get to you? I don't. I don't. And Teen Universe said, 
Oh, Rachel, we have so many ways to bless you. So many. And you're only reaching out with one. And we're trying to tell you, let's use more than that. Let's use prayer plus things, plus all the resources, because we have all the resources. And oh my gosh, did it take some pride swallowing for me to wake that man up and tell him, dude, I don't know why, but I can't sleep. And he was obviously very alarmed because at this point, this is the first he's seeing of my very distressed and haggard state. I try to explain to him what's happening in broken, gasping sobs as he listens. And then the pressure is put on him (laughs) that we have to see the prayer. (laughs) He has to, really. (laughs) And he's like, oh my gosh, what if I say the wrong thing? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you will. All I know is that this is what Team Universe said to do. I got to believe that it will have some sort of benefit. So if you open your mouth and I close my mouth, maybe something good will come of it. Well, something amazing did come of it. The second that man began to speak, my heart calmed, calmed. Now, it wasn't husband that granted me this. It was something about opening my heart, I think. I'm sure there's a scientific process to it that I do not understand, But what happened was I connected with Team Universe and connected with this soul, this human soul next to me that loved me and I loved him and let him into my problem. And he shared that burden with me for a moment and my heart calmed down and I went right to sleep, right to sleep, which had seemed completely impossible before. Now, I understand that just having one sleepless night is not necessarily the worst thing ever, but when you feel the absolute chaos in a heart and lungs that cannot calm down enough to sleep and to have that chaos taken from you in an instant just from following a simple albeit ridiculous sounding instruction that is what we call a miracle now the next time something occurred in my heart like this tornado that I'm speaking of was in the middle of the day I had gone to a doctor's appointment. I had had a mental breakdown in front of the doctor, which was incredibly embarrassing. And then I had gone to a parking lot and started to scream myself silly. I mean, I screamed in my car as loud as I could. I don't know if I said all the swear words, but I said as many as I could possibly muster. I laugh about it, but it was so painful what was driving this outburst. And it wasn't anything I felt I could control. I had not lost control like that maybe ever in my life. And sitting in that parking lot screaming about how worthless I felt right then. (sighs) And how hopeless I felt right then. And how I must have done something wrong. And how I must be so completely idiotic. Or I must be this or I must be that. And then I launched into this pity party of a cosmic scale. (laughs) And I was praying, but it was like a very tantrum-y prayer. Team Universe, I think they get it. Because so far they've answered all of those also for me. (laughs) I have evidence that they don't just ignore the tantrums, they're in on it. But there was a point in my tantrum where I crossed a line. And I felt myself cross the line. I felt what I said was no longer an expression of the truth, but was something so mean and demeaning about myself. And although it felt somewhat true, it also felt so cruel. And Team Universe, 
said, stop. It's time to stop. You cannot go on speaking about yourself in this way. And I felt myself being chastised, but defended at the same time, which was kind of surreal. But the instruction for that was to simply stop. Stop saying mean things. And once I did, I calmed down. This past week, I had another meltdown. I am no longer counting meltdowns. I don't know how many I've had in my lifetime. The ones that get to that chaotic tornado level are few and far between, but they still happen. The ones that can, the pain can drive you to scream. The pain can drive you to shake and tremble, especially if you can't voice anything. And in my home, I, I didn't really have a space that I could go to pray aloud. I didn't really have a space that I could go and do anything because I was afraid I was going to wake somebody up. And I was afraid at the pain that I felt inside that it would drive me to a volume that would alarm the rest of the poor creatures in my home that would be quite afraid by such a display. So I was screaming in my mind, I need you. I need comfort and I've seen it promised. I've seen it promised in a lot of different places, especially in the scriptures, which is the most, those promises are the ones I'm most familiar with. But in other places, I have been promised that Team Universe is not only aware of me, but loves and cares for me. And that comfort is freely available and immediate. And that is the biggest difference, I think, when we're talking about Lord bid me come and I will come to you. Okay, because the comfort that is promised is now. This isn't like, oh, on God's timetable or you just need to be patient. The universe will work it all out. It's not those types of situations. There are those situations and those are happening simultaneously. And I think that there is something beautiful to be learned about the cooperation between the two things. But Team Universe is also acutely aware of the present. In fact, they live in the present. So when you have painful moments that are occurring right now and you don't have the energy for the patience of waiting until next week until you feel better, you need them right then. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you weak, okay? It doesn't make you selfish, all right? It also doesn't make you needy or greedy or wrong to ask. As I was laying in my bed screaming in my mind, I had to ask the question, is your peace bigger than my pain? Is it? Can your peace swallow my pain? Can you absorb this? Because I can't. It's tearing me up. I was given some instructions. It felt kind of subtle at first and also really simplistic. I was told to change my clothes and change my location. Well, I was laying in my bed in a nightshirt. Okay, there was nothing wrong with my clothes. There was nothing wrong with my location. I have no idea why they told me to go change my clothes and go change my location, but I did it. I picked another comfortable thing. Then I got a picture of where to go to a place that didn't seem as comfortable as my bed, but it was. I don't know what the scientific process is behind it because I know that I wasn't doing anything wrong in the first place necessarily. Maybe it was just the change that helped. I'm not sure, but I did get specific instructions for my specific situation in that specific moment. Now, I'm not saying that answer, change your clothes and change your location, is going to be the right thing for everyone in their moment of need. In fact, I would probably guess it wouldn't be. 
because it was so unique to me. But the importance in all of these situations is to hear the promise, we will come to you. There are times when we got to go to them. The ask, seek, knock situation, we got to go to them. And truly, in all of these meltdowns, I did go to them, but I didn't have any extra energy for even a physical step. I couldn't actually go anywhere. The only energy I had was to open my heart and say, now you got to bring something to this. I can't say, Lord, bid me come. I'm trapped. I'm trapped here. But they are aware of those times and they're completely understanding of them. Sometimes when things are just too much, we have to sit back and say, can you come to me? The answer is yes, because the promises were already given. This is not you being presumptuous. This is a promise that was already given to every baby born to this planet. We will come to you. And sometimes they'll come in weird ways. Sometimes they'll tell you to change your clothes and change your location. Sometimes they'll tell you to wake somebody up in the middle of the night to have them be in on sharing the burden. I don't know what they're going to tell you. I don't know. But I know that every time I've listened to those very simple instructions, it has benefited me. It has comforted me in that instant. The situations where it's a process of learning to change your heart. Those are the Lord bid me come situations. But the we will not leave you comfortless. We will come to you promise is extended to everyone because we were going to need it. I also have this checklist that I found, which I think is brilliant. It's called the everything is awful and I'm not okay (laughs) list. You can find it on the internet. Everything is awful and I'm not okay. Questions to ask before giving up. There's like 16 questions on this questionnaire. I'm going to give you some of my favorites, okay? Are you hydrated? If not, have a glass of water. I don't know how many times I've had a meltdown because I was just thirsty. (laughs) Have you eaten in the past three hours? If not, get some food. Something with protein, not just simple carbs. Have you showered in the past day? If not, take a shower right now. Have you stretched your legs in the past day? Have you said something nice to someone in the past day? Have you moved your body to music in the past day? Have you cuddled a living being in the past two days? If it's daytime, are you dressed? There are several more questions on here, but a lot of them are helpful. You could think of it as a kind of personal prescription checklist from Team Universe to run through when you feel so torn up inside. And I wish for everyone to understand that that is a right we have. That is access that has been granted because we're here and they knew we would need it. There's nothing wrong or shameful with asking for them to come. That's all I got for this week. Thank you for listening. This life is full of some seriously hard crap. (laughs) Some seriously deep pain. Sometimes we have enough energy to ask, seek, and knock. And sometimes we only have enough energy to beg for comfort. And if we can be open to the idea that we are known, that we are seen, and that we are loved, we will be able to see just how much our team loves to answer the questions. Especially, but how though? <laughs>